This is the In Focus podcast from the Hindu. Hello and welcome to the Hindu's In Focus podcast with me Amit Barua your host for this episode. All four persons who had been given the death sentence by a trial court for the May 2008 Jaipur bomb blast that killed 71 persons were acquitted by the Rajasthan High Court on the 30th of March. Those acquitted of all charges were Mohammad Saif, Mohammad Salman, Saifur and Mohammad Sarwar Azmi. The state of Rajasthan plans to file an appeal against the acquittal in the Supreme Court. The two judge bench ruled that the prosecution had been unable to establish a conspiracy between the now acquitted persons, pointing out that for a conspiracy to be established there had to be a meeting of minds. The judges were of the view that nefarious means were used by the investigating agencies and even fabrication had been done during the course of the investigation they directed the rajasthan director general of police to initiate an appropriate inquiry stroke disciplinary proceedings against erring officers to discuss this judgment i am joined by nomi chandra a delhi based lawyer with 15 years experience in litigation welcome to the in focus podcast nomi Thank you so much. Uh, looking forward to discuss this very um, interesting and it's it's a very uh, robust sort of a judgment. I mean, these series of judgments which have come in the death reference. So, looking forward to discuss this today. So, Nomi, can you take us through the you know the main features of the judgment that have been delivered uh, on March thirtieth uh, by a two judge bench of the Rajasthan High Court? uh right so um i would like to start by just very briefly taking uh, you know all the, the the audience through uh what transpired from 13th may 2008 till today 13th may uh, 2008 was the day uh, the, the fateful day when these eight blasts took place in jaipur uh, within a span of 20 minutes a top story the bomb blasts in jaipur have changed things the city forever it's families who've lost mothers डॉटर्स हु पूरे बाजार में अंधेरा अंधेरा छा गया दस मिनट बाद में देखा उठ के थोड़ी देर बाद में यहाँ पिताजी पड़े थे देर वर एट सेपरेट एफ आई आर विच वर रजिस्टर्ड फॉर दीज ऑफेंसेज द नेक्स्ट डे ऑन फोर्टींथ ऑफ मे टू थाउजेंड एट एन ई मेल वॉज अलेजेडली रिसीव्ड बाई टू न्यूज चैनल वेर इन इंडियन मुजाहिदीन टुक रिस्पॉन्सिबिलिटी फॉर दीज ब्लास्ट नाउ Four months after the Jaipur blasts, we had five blasts, similar blasts in Delhi. There was this famous raid which took place in Batla House, and actually September two thousand eight onwards, when in the the uh, Delhi Police Crime Branch raided Batla House, an investigation began for the Delhi uh, blasts. Uh, Saif, one of the accused in the Jaipur blast, was arrested. Actually. from batla house and through his confessions and his disclosures alleged disclosures um investigation sort of started properly for the jaipur blast as well this is one now the trial court convicts these four people so the the allegation is that there are eight blast uh four or four of these accused whose name you took at the beginning Uh, have been uh, convicted for they are the main uh, persons who planted the bombs so the trial court uh, convicts them and uh, because uh, they get death uh, so 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 uh, several offenses are imputed to them 
including those under the UAPA, uh, IPC 302, 307, uh, the Forces Act, etc. So for all these offenses, they get death, they get life imprisonment for some, they get three years, five years, seven years, uh, which of course run concurrently. Um, but because there is death sentence also, so a death reference is made to the high court. One of the accused, Shahbaz, uh, who was implicated in sending the email, he is acquitted uh, by the trial court itself on account of lack of evidence. So the state of Rajasthan appeals against that acquittal and all the rest of the four accused who've been given death sentence appeal against their convictions. In this context, uh, the matters are heard at length by the high court. And then we get this judgment wherein the court finds it fit to acquit all four of these uh, persons who have been given death sentence. During the course, it also comes out that one of the accused, that is Salman, uh, is found to be a juvenile. So what is important is that his juvenility is not the reason why he's acquitted. He is acquitted on merits. And it also comes out that he was a juvenile at the time he was uh, apprehended and tried for this for these offenses. This is the stage, really. This is really the stage which, I mean, this is what was considered by the high court. So what, what do you think were the main sort of aspects of the judgment itself? So, so basically, the whole trial, we have to begin from what has tra- transpired right at the beginning. Investigation in any criminal trial, investigation is the edifice on which the entire trial stands and is supposed to be based on. In this case, unfortunately, what comes out with the, from a clear reading of, of the judgment is that um, they have lacked in a fair and a disciplined investigation, which is what seems to have botched up the entire matter. The next stage of investigation is the role of the prosecution. Whatever evidence is collected at the stage of investigation by the investigating agency is then dealt with by the prosecuting agency. Even there it has been found, and I'll I'll also refer to specific instances to give a context to what I'm saying. Not only is the investigation shoddy, there is no other word for it. Whatever material is collected as evidence has also not been utilized properly by the prosecution. This is not a case where one expected uh, to have an eyewitness. Nobody obviously has seen anybody planting this bomb. Uh, there is no, uh, no eyewitness to uh, the making of the bomb. So obviously matters like these are considered on uh, circumstantial evidence. However, circumstantial evidence does not mean mere conjectures and assumptions. Even circumstantial evidence, the key word here still remains evidence, which has to be collected. The chain of events leading from A to Z has to be complete when you're relying on circumstantial evidence. So broadly, the court finds that the investigating agency and the prosecuting agency, they completely failed in not only bringing the correct evidence on record, but also dealing with it at the stage of trial. For instance, one there are many glaring examples. One example that I would like to begin with is, 
first of all this whole investigation takes shape only after 4 months when the batla house raid is conducted for the delhi blasts saif who was arrested from for the from uh, the batla house raid is not an accused in the delhi blasts from the trial court record it comes out that he was uh, kept uh, in police custody for around 10 days which is when these uh, confessions come from him which lead to certain other so called discovery confession if i am not wrong is the entire kernel of the prosecution's case is that correct yes this is where it is starting from what is very interesting is that at one uh, point in the judgment it's even come that apparently um Uh, the investigating agency has even admitted saying that this is this was because we were not used to these cases so i'm i assume they are referring to the fact that there have not been any blasts in the past in jaipur which is one of the reasons why we lacked which does not even make any sense because of course uh, this is a very serious uh, you know so many lives went but at the end of the day the manner in which evidence is collected collated in which any investigation is to be done whether it's a murder case uh, for where one person is murdered or whether it's a bomb uh, blast taking place the basic um, evidence the manner of collection is the same so it transpires that that from the day of the blast uh, till this batla house raid was conducted uh, not much was being done however there is something which which is very interesting uh initially because it was uh, it was deciphered that these bombs were planted on cycles all the eight bombs and they came to a conclusion that all these cycles the bicycles were purchased on the day of the blast all these cycles have frame numbers uh, different frame numbers and they are able to identify the shop different shops from which these cycles were purchased there was initially a separate investigating officer who was assigned and who investigated only the aspect of cycles this is very crucial because it is the it is it is these cycles which have been used uh, to plant the bombs and the bombs have gone off on these cycles despite this this particular investigating officer who has investigated this whole aspect of where the cycles were purchased from what were the frame numbers all that initially he's done this investigation but he's not uh, brought in as a witness his testimony is not on record this is in the trial court the trial, correct is dropped so this is just one of the numerous examples and uh, my understanding i was not um, uh, following this case uh, uh, in detail in, in so, so much of depth uh, till such it's only now that i read the judgment you don't have to have any bias you just need to be a lawyer with your first principles in place to understand the many glaring examples of uh, you know the the shoddy investigation which has taken place this is just one of them there is this uh, issue of for one of the accused um his whole basis of conviction is uh, based on this one bill which is supposed to mention the frame number of the cycle uh, which was used for the blast so there are different frame numbers this frame number is in the series of 9000 they say that the cycle on which the number written is the frame number is 
and this is i'm i'm uh, giving the specific number for a reason however the manufacturer of the cycle his testimony is clear that during that period he has not manufactured cycles with frame numbers beyond the series of 7000 and the bill which is being used to implicate this particular accused which is safe in this case gives the number 30616 it has actually been stated uh, in in evidence and during the trial that if you read 30616 upside down they say in reverse but i assume they mean upside down it may look like 97908 so they are saying you turn 6 upside down it may look like 9 if you read 1 upside down it may or may not be 7 which is the next number of 97908 the the frame which they are saying i mean these are the kind of arguments that have been raised and these are the kind of evidence this is the manner in which the evidence has been so normally that's why i want to bring to your attention one quote that in is relevant to what you are saying and the quote from the judgment is it is apparent that the investigation was not fair and it appears that nefarious means were employed by the investigating agencies hmm. material witnesses required to unfold the events were withheld and apparent manipulations and fabrications have been done during the investigation unquote so this is what uh, when you talk about that frame number th- this is what the the court is referring to possibly not only this in fact in this uh, particular uh, example itself even this uh, uh, the so there is this bill book and they are relying on one particular page of the bill right which mentions the frame number and the name of the person who purchased it which is uh, falsely written the court i mean to the naked eye it is visible that the uh, those holes the grooves which are there in the bill book are not matching the bill on which they are relying which is supposed to be of the same bill book so the the uh, and also the font of the rest of the pages of the bill book is different from the font of the bill which is supposed to be belonging to that same series if this is not uh, planting then what else can it be called the court has not uh, you know used these scathing scathing terms without there being any material for it to rely on to to be able to say this because what else can it be they are going on the basis of the facts that were brought before them correct absolutely so this is about evidence you know um, uh, fabrication so this this i mean this is if you go completely by what's on record this is nothing but fabrication there is this one accused who was acquitted shahbaz he is implicated for sending the email if you see the sorry state of affairs and how that has been investigated of course um there is this email which has been sent the next day of the blast they um through the ip address they identify and trace it to uh, a cyber cafe uh, somewhere in ghaziabad uh shahbaz is arrested um however the cafe owner some mr mishra So Shahbaz is is arrested on say second of September two thousand eight. The same day, an application is made for his TIP. The same day, TIP this means for the benefit of our listeners. Uh, is uh, can, could could you uh, state the full test form, identification? Yes, test identification parade, uh, which is also one aspect which I'll I would like to discuss in some at some length. Uh, 
because the circumstantial evidence and TIP are the two uh, main pillars on which they have sought to uh, base their in, entire trial on against the accused. Um, so this this uh, Shahbaz is arrested on second of September. Uh, he is a, an application for TIP is made allowed the same day this application is sent to uh, the cafe owner who is supposed to identify. He stays 400 kilometers away, but he's served the same day on 2nd September and he lands up at Jaipur the next day for the TIP. Uh, so this is one aspect um, which sort of raises doubt. However, they have not investigated the people who received the emails. So the two, two news channels, uh, Aaj Tak and India TV, they have not investigated anybody from the news channels who have received this email. They have the computer, the cyber cafe uh, from which this email has allegedly gone. The, that computer was seized in the absence of the owner, the cyber cafe owner. So we don't know the credibility and the veracity of how the seizure was made. Uh, more importantly, the email was originally written on some other uh, uh, computer and there is a CD to that, that effect. There is no seizure of the original computer. And um, uh, I mean, there is nothing to link Shahbaz who sent the email. There is nothing to link him to the rest of the accused. So that, so, so that chain is not getting completed. It's not joining at the end. And, uh, and this know, was, yet, uh, if I'm not wrong, he was acquitted by the trial court itself. Yes, he was acquitted uh, because there was nothing to connect him to this. Another aspect of this judgment, which this judgment covers, uh, and, and also I think this was argued at length uh, at the level of the high court was uh, by the defense counsels, that uh, they are talking a lot about the larger conspiracy. Uh because larger conspiracy makes even separate, innocuous and lesser offenses more serious because when they are seen. So if there is one bomb blast, however, there are some uh, emails somebody has sent. But if it's all part of a larger conspiracy and if it is tried like that, then even the person who's sending the email becomes uh, can be implicated for the uh, same level of seriousness of offenses as because there is a larger conspiracy angle involved. Uh, however, in these matters, all these cases, all these offenses were tried separately. So it, it was never put to the accused persons that you are a part of this larger conspiracy. This was argued at length uh, in the high court that when you have tried me separately, for all the offenses have been tried separately. So you cannot impute acts of one to the other. And you never put it to me that I was part of any uh, larger conspiracy. So there was no occasion for me to rebut that uh, during the trial. So uh, at this stage, then, you know, you cannot. And then the judgment also records that somewhere the IO admits that he has no evidence to establish that there was a larger conspiracy in this matter. So, Nomi, you know, um, you know, one of the uh, one other extract that I want to read out, uh, you know, from the judgment, uh, and then I would like your views on, you know, what you see, you know, as a practicing lawyer, what you see happening in the courts on a daily basis, perhaps. 
So the quote uh, in the, from the judgment is, and I quote here, we fear that this isn't the first case to suffer due to failure of investigation agencies. And if things are allowed to continue the way they are, this certainly won't be the last case in which administration of justice is affected due to shoddy investigation, unquote. So what is your sense? I mean, you know, as a lawyer who's practicing in the courts regularly, what is your sense? I mean, if somebody, as, and as you rightly put it in, your, in, the, in the beginning, is whether it is a bomb blast in which many people are killed or whether it is a case of a single case of murder where a single person dies, the investigation has to be of a certain standard which stands the test of evidence when it is argued before a court of law. Right. So, uh, I mean, bomb blast is something, any any tragedy is sad, but you see, you all of us are susceptible to it. We've had blasts in Delhi. We've had a blast in Delhi High Court when, you know, I was, I was in court that day. It, it happened uh, earlier than I had reached. And we lost a member, we lost an intern, you know. As a citizen, it is my right to know who is behind these blasts and we upped the security. When I joined the profession, there was not so much of security when you enter the courts, but there are there are these reactions, and I mean, rightly so. Then there is often a lot of uh, talk about making the law more stringent, changing the law, you know. Uh, it's it's That is not the solution. But UAPA is already quite a stringent law in any case. UAPA is stringent, and of course, we've had, in fact, before that, we've had uh, Pota and we've had Tada where confessions were uh, allowed uh, to be treated. UAPA not yet. It's not there. This um, the statutes with the legislature are enacting is one thing. Even our basic the IPC, the CRPC, the criminal procedure code we have is sufficient to deal with most of these offenses. But if there is no evidence on record you cannot, the investigating agencies cannot rely upon their powers and keep uh, trying to amend the laws and seek powers to rely on confessions to sort of, uh, as an excuse to, you know, not investigate properly. And of course, this is not the first time it has happened. I remember um, I was probably still in law faculty or I was still in college when the Arushi case, uh, case happened and uh, even though I was probably pursuing law at that time, um, I was a lay person, I realized later, because initially I was getting swayed by what I was seeing on news. You are um, referring to this Arushi Talwar murder case. Yeah. Yes, Arushi Talwar. And I was, I realized that I was wrongly getting swayed by what was being shown and projected in terms of the parents being involved. And as I, uh, and, and of course, that matter went on for many years. By then, I became a lawyer. And when I looked into the evidence, I had the opportunity to look deep into uh, the evidence which was led and, and, and the entire trial. And then uh, there is this also this um, uh, a wonderful book which covers all these uh, aspects of the trial and evidence in detail. I'm stressing on the word evidence, which is when you realize that that investigation was only, I mean, that entire matter was only about a bad investigation and, and a worse uh, prosecution. So, and of course, it's not the first time because your entire case gets demolished if you're not able to investigate. Uh, a lot of these cases require prompt 
uh, collection of evidence. Like in that case, there was these blood marks which were not taken, the hand marks, etc. This is just one example that comes to my mind because I know what it is to feel like a lay person, that helplessness where you feel that somebody should go behind bars and something should be done. But as a lawyer uh, and as as people, we are, I mean, we are trained to believe in the rule of law. We know how important it is to get the correct person. It is not about just giving ourselves for reassurance that, okay, at least somebody has gone behind bars because that is not how, uh, th- that's not the safeguards that uh, the law and the constitution provides. That's not what it is about. So investigation uh, is the most important aspect of any criminal trial. And um, unfortunately, it is It is in, in many cases, we see that it's not up to the mark, which just leads to complete travesty of justice. And the point that you were making was uh, an important one earlier when we were talking about the Rajasthan High Court judgment. Is that four months elapsed before you know, any uh, any investigation actually happened or any results came. So it would be good to know what the Rajasthan police did for those four months, isn't it? Yeah, except for that initial investigation where the separate IO uh, was investigating the aspect of cycles. And then also see, look at this, out of these uh, four accused, uh, for one of them, TIP was conducted after two and a half years. So test identification parade when you are conducting and and for the rest it was after more than four years four five months so uh tip there is settled law so you know uh what is so a, a lot of times when uh, of course you know we don't know the law in detail we feel that you know oh what this is the court's mistake what has the court done something you know this is travesty of justice and the court has not done justice the court even in this judgment i mean it is a a beautifully written judgment if you look at it from the point of view of how circumstantial evidence has been discussed, how uh, confession, the law on confession, the law on disclosure has been discussed and explained so well. The court has relied on settled principles of law. What So at, at one end, we have from the top, the law which is coming from the Supreme Court. The High Court, while writing this judgment, has relied on settled principles of law. But where it... Uh, gets the handicap is at the bottom where the investigation is not just not there. There is no evidence. So the court actually in these kind of judgments does not do anything extraordinary uh, by, you know, it uh, by, by acquitting or convicting. They have to rely on law. But that law in any trial, even if it's a civil trial, it comes from the evidence has to be built at the base at the level of the trial. Nomi, before I let you go, you know, one of the things that I wanted to ask you, you know, we have the Central Bureau of Investigation. It investigates a large number of cases. And if the Rajasthan police felt that, you know, it was not in a position to investigate this case, wouldn't it? Because there was no NIA at that time, uh, I, I would imagine. Don't you think it would be I mean, a fit case for the Central Bureau of Investigation to take over and investigate? Because after all, 71 people were killed and 185 were injured. Uh, first of all, personally, I don't think that, uh, you know, just because a matter is in the news, so you need the CBI or any other special, of course, there are special cells within uh, the constabulary. Uh, the IPC, CRPC, and uh, equips you enough to investigate 
these kind of matters. It was nothing uh, extraordinary as far as I mean. It, so, so one last example that I want to give is that a lot of lot has been uh, said about these accused traveling be- between Delhi and Jaipur. However, there is no evidence placed to uh, record to to place or to place on record their say call call record details, which would have established that they were traveling to and fro between Delhi and Jaipur. Uh, no CCTV, even in simple, uh, you know, theft cases, uh, we are able to trace uh, the pull. When, when there is a will of the investigating agency, they are able to find uh, the person running from here to there. And there are so many CCTV. In today's day and age, this kind of evidence was not difficult to collect. They have but not remember, bothered. remember, this is 2008. I mean, uh, maybe CCTV... Yeah, so, no, okay. Uh, no, no. So, t- 2008 was also firstly not that... Uh, uh, you know, deprived of uh, this extensive, uh, this thing of CCTVs. Uh, call records are uh, often relied upon. That has not been, uh, collect that kind of the basic evidence has not been collected. You don't need a specialist to investigate a bomb blast, which I, what I feel, in even with your basic uh, uh, understanding and knowledge of how an investigation, that discipline is missing. That discipline was missing and that uh, sense of doing a fair you know, justice to the matter was probably what was missing. This, uh, the court has, of course, now uh, you know, given, given these scathing remarks against them, saying that uh, something should be done about it. This should be taken in the right spirit. At the end of the day, this is not an adversarial litigation as far as the court and the investigation, investigating agency is concerned, right? This, I feel, must be taken in the right spirit. And uh, if there is a genuine uh, need uh, felt of, you know, some kind of lack of training, etc., then that uh, must be taken into account by all states. Because today they are saying that, oh, you know, Jaipur never experienced these kind of offenses before. So we were ill-equipped. So if that is the case tomorrow, who can predict that uh, where such incidents are going to take place? So this has to be taken, this uh, observation of the court has to be taken in the right spirit. I think that's an important point that you make, that the observation should be taken in the right spirit. Right. So I think, um, thank you so much, um, uh, Naomi Chandra, uh, who practices um, uh, law and criminal litigation in Delhi, for giving us this uh, insights into this Rajasthan High Court judgment that acquitted all four persons uh, for the alleged involvement uh, in the blast that killed 71 persons back in May 2008. Thank you so much, Nomi, for talking to the Hindus in Focus podcast. Thank you. In Focus will be back soon with analysis of the biggest news issues. In the meantime, you can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and other platforms. Just search for In Focus by the Hindu. We'll see you soon.